Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Crimes of the heart. Crimes of the heart. Hello, friends, future friends, haters, and ex-lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Crimes of the Heart. I'm your host, Rory Uphold. And today we have a hilarious special guest. I saw her because she was blowing up all over social media and immediately fell in love. You might know her as a stand-up who made her debut on late night TV recently or from one of her many tour dates she is currently touring all over the country, or maybe you also saw her on social media. Either way, I am thrilled to have her to help break down this absolutely bonkers story. Without further ado, let me introduce you to none other than Miss Catherine Blanford. Yeah. Welcome to Crimes of the Heart. Thank you so much. I'll pay you $20 later. This is a fun fact. I know this is a romantic love podcast, but I do send your comedy clips to my sister. Oh, I'm honored. Which I feel like is a very niche type of love. I really appreciate that. I think I've coined the awkward basic girl. Oh, what? I think that's what it is. Way to, way to throw my sister under the bus. No, I think everybody doesn't want to admit that they're basic, but I think 95% of the pop is really sure. basic. I'll own that. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't give a fuck. I just think you're funny. Thank and I you. also am like, I think that I love sending your clips to my sister. Appreciate it. Your yeah. sister is not basic. Your sister's probably the cool girl that I get nervous around. My sister's like a hero. She yeah. works in the ER. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. Because I end up in the ER and I'm like, I'm sorry for being me. Honestly, that's a pretty good segue for this story. Okay. <laughs> you, I don't even know. I love it. Okay. Hit it. A quick disclaimer, our episodes deal with serious incidents and triggering subject matter. If you feel like at any time you need support, please do not hesitate to grab a cocktail, share this with a friend, or contact us with your own stories. We are here to listen and liberate. Contact information can be found in the show notes. The names in the following episode have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Your lifestyle is not the type of lifestyle that women are gonna wanna be a part of, you know? Today's episode deals with the kind of crime that might be a felony for some and fully legal for others. We're talking red flags and deal breakers. It's 2013. And Lisa is a 31-year-old IT specialist living in Nashville, Tennessee. She's single, but not interested in settling down. I was just, like, interested in hooking up with people. I wasn't into, like, dating. In her words, 31 was a dark year. (laughs) Which is to say, she was dating a lot of losers. Lisa was on OkCupid when she matched with... I don't know his real name. He lied to me. 
<laughs> I called him Ken Adams. That was how, what he was in my phone. She thought he was cute, and they started messaging. Pretty quickly into messaging, things turned sexual. He seemed a little, like, dark sexually. And I was like, what's this about? What's happening here? But, like, not creepy, just, like, fun. You know? A little bit of, like, I'll tie you up or something. But, like, fun tie you up, maybe. But I couldn't really tell. I was just getting a vibe. And I was like, well, he's hot, so I'll meet up with him. They decide to meet at a bar in East Nashville. It was, like, an old-fashioned saloony type. But it was, like, it's a cool spot. And it matches the vibe now that I think about it, because he was much creepier than I thought he was. Lisa thought Ken was hot. He's not too tall. He's not short. At five foot one, height is an issue for Lisa, but Ken was just right. He is very attractive, and he seemed like he had like a little swagger about him, you know? And he was charming. He was very charming. He buys Lisa a drink, and the two hit it off. Fast forward to later in the night. We had a couple of drinks and we were sitting on the back patio and we were super close to each other and he like had his hand on my leg, you know, and we were like getting into it. And he, I don't even remember how we started talking about sex, but he said like, um, uh, what turns you on? Lisa doesn't remember what she said, but she certainly remembers Ken's response. When Lisa returned the question, Ken told her, Nothing turns me on more than when a um, hot girl fucks me in the ass. I'm sorry. Try again. Nothing turns me on more than when a um, hot girl fucks me in the ass. And I was like, ah. And I just like stared at him with this smile of like, Okay, uh-huh, we're progressive. That's fine. That's not, that's fine. That's totally fine. A lot of guys like getting fucked in the ass probably. <laughs> This guy's just like open about it on the first date. That's kind of weird, but you know, that's, that's okay. Lisa had never pegged a man before and his candor caught her off guard. They had a few more drinks. Then Ken asked, was like, do you want to come over to my place? And I was like, all right. <laughs> Ken lived near the bar. So the two of them walked to his apartment. On their walk, Lisa can't help but wonder what will happen next. And I was kind of nervous because I was like, am I going to fuck this guy in the ass? Is he going to try to fuck me in the ass? Because I don't like that. But I just kept being like, well, YOLO. <laughs> Maybe this will be a fun story for me. As they walk up to Ken's apartment complex, Lisa is not impressed. It's not like a nice apartment complex. It's like the kind of apartment complex where the stairs for the second floor are on the outside. You know, like one of those old motels that has been like turned into an apartment complex. There's a gate that requires a code in order to enter the complex. Ken punches in his code and the two enter. Ken lives on the second floor, but he tells Lisa he wants to check his mail on the first floor before they go upstairs. He opened his mailbox and I realized that he had a different last name on the mailbox than he gave me. And I was like, hmm, kind of weird. But I didn't want to really say anything. They start to walk upstairs and Lisa changes her mind. And then I was like, well, just say something because you're about to like go into this dude's house. She tells Ken that she notices the name on the mailbox is different from the name that he gave her. And he was like, oh yeah, 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 uh, it's no big deal. I was in prison for a little bit and these guys are after me, so I just had to like change my last name and I was like, yes, totally no big deal. <laughs> Super normal, same thing happened to me. Lisa did not ask follow-up questions. 
She was stunned and trying to process what she'd just been told. It felt like the kind of information Lisa would have liked to know before she was walking up the stairs to Ken's apartment. But what was she going to do now? Turn around? Run? She decided to stay the course. These were the kind of good decisions I was making at this time in my life. Ken opens the door to his apartment and it's pitch black inside. He turns on a tiny lamp that illuminates a cramped room. It's a studio apartment. So it's a very small room, like no real furniture. I think he had a shitty dresser with like a small TV on it that was across from his bed. A shitload of boxes and eight cats. Eight cats, eight. That's a lot of cats. Lisa tells Ken she's allergic to cats, and he heads to the bathroom to grab her allergy medicine. Lisa is left alone to take in the room. There are boxes stacked floor to ceiling high. Every inch of the apartment is occupied by a cat or a box. And I was like, did you just move in? And he said, no, I've been here for about a year and a half. Lisa looks around the room, half expecting to see piles of sex toys. Instead, she just sees stacks of boxes and junk. He just looked like a hoarder, like he had a bunch of shit all over the place. It was a real situation. And then I was like, well, I, I don't know, what do I do, I just leave? Lisa didn't leave. She stayed and took the allergy meds and they began to hook up. She keeps expecting him to whip out a strap on or, oh man, there's gonna be like a swing dropping from a ceiling or something. Instead, when we were fooling around, he said, he, he was like, do you see that chest over there? And I said, yeah, and he said, I've got some toys in there but maybe tonight we just keep it simple. And I was like, all right. So we did, but we had sex and used a condom because I'm not stupid. <laughs> they have sex and it's... I think the sex was good. He's good in bed. He was like a, a good lover and normal. I just thought that there was going to be more to it, but this time was like very tame. After they have sex... Lisa gets up to go to the bathroom. Because my mom taught me to always pee after sex so you don't get a bladder infection. And I get those all the time. She walks into the bathroom and gasps. <gasps> it was so disgusting. There were cans of motor oil and gasoline just like stacked upon each other in the bathroom. There were boxes, lots of boxes. There was a litter box in the bathtub. And then there were all of these like cans of motor oil and gasoline. It was so fucking weird. Lisa gets back into bed and realizes she's thirsty. I get up, I walk around all the cats and all the boxes, and I go into his kitchen. It was a galley kitchen that jutted out of the studio like an L. So Ken couldn't see when Lisa went to grab a water. So I open his cupboard, and uh, amongst a few glasses are just like vials of cocaine. Like the clear tubes with like a black cap. And there was a lot in there. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I like grabbed a glass really quick and then I shut it. Lisa panics. Why did Ken have thousands of dollars worth of cocaine in his kitchen? And also, it's like, wouldn't you warn someone? If I was like, I'm gonna go get some water. If I were him, I'd have been like, I'll get it. No, well, don't worry, I'll get it for you. Or be like, by the way, there's a lot of coke in that cabinet. So don't be alarmed. But again, like the, the ease of which he lived this life 
Lisa opens the fridge and pours herself some water from an old Brita surrounded by older takeout boxes. She tries to shake off what just happened, but she can't. Instead, she walks back to Ken and says, And I was like, hey, there's Coke. Just like chilling in your <laughs> cabinet. He was like, yeah, ideal. Ken was nonchalant and open about who he was in a way that was disarming. He wasn't trying to hide the fact that he dealt drugs or that he was running from men who wanted to murder him. He simply was who he was. I asked if he did coke and he said no. He used to do drugs, but he doesn't anymore. He just deals it. Lisa was still processing this information when Ken asks her if she would be open to using a strap-on on him. She says she's never done anything like it, but that she would be open to it. Ken tells her, He's like, don't worry, I'll walk you through it. He proceeds to tell her his process. So we'll plan for when we're going to do it. And then I like to use an enema. So I like take some stuff that like clears me out. And then I use an enema on myself. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is a lot of fucking work for sex. Oh my God. I wish I liked something that much, you know? Like I wish I was so into something that I would prepare like that. That's a lot of preparation for something. Which look is very um, chivalrous. Thanks for not shitting all over, you know? Lisa was fascinated. She wanted to know how Ken discovered this was something he was into. He told her it started with porn. And then he began to hook up with trans sex workers. But that he was not gay, so... So I like women to do it. But the feeling is, is great. It's like an incredible orgasm. And then he said, and also the power dynamic is what I'm into. And I said, okay. And he said, I like to be very aggressive and I like to dominate you, but I also like to be dominated. And I was like, okay, all right. And then he said, I also like to do that to you. And I said, I don't really like anal sex. I've had it and it's not my cup of tea. Ken suggests that maybe there's a way to warm her up to the possibility of anal. But Lisa's not having it. And then, you know, at this point, I'm like, this is not for me, I don't think. Like, maybe I'll stick around and peg him just for the story, just to be like, I did that once. But it was just, like, complicated, and it seemed like this whole, like, world of kink that I was not, like, super into. Ken asks Lisa if she wants to spend the night. She politely declines. I was like, I'm not going to see this guy again. I did, for weeks. <laughs> but from then on, I had him come to my place. They hook up for a few weeks. Until one morning, Lisa wakes up and wonders what in the fuck she's doing with Ken. She signs up for therapy that day, and when Ken calls her, Lisa ends things. And then he said, can I ask you a question? Because I feel like you'll be honest with me. He asks her why so many good women keep breaking things off with him. Lisa levels with him. It was mostly like, well, you were on the run. You lied to me about your last name because people were after you and you had cocaine all over your kitchen. What? Not to mention the tiny studio apartment filled with eight cats. I was like, I don't understand how you don't see that like your lifestyle is not the type of lifestyle that women are gonna wanna be a part of, you know? Sadly, Lisa ended things before she ever pegged Ken, and the opportunity never presented itself again. That's my one regret. Well, I have two, I should have pegged him. But I also regret not being like, what were you in prison for? And why are they after you? Tell me all of these things. 
I always like, now I do think like, I wonder where that dude is. I wonder where Ken Adams, <laughs> it's not his real name. I wonder where Ken Adams is. When asked what she would say to Ken, Lisa says this. I always wanted to be like, also, thank you. You really helped me get my life together. I was going down a real dark path with him. I mean, these were the types of guys I was like looking for. Like I knew what this dude was when I found him and was just like, all right, let's, let's have someone beat me up during sex. Sounds great. Ken Adams was the red flag that finally woke Lisa up to make drastic changes in her life. Without Ken, who knows where she would be today or who she would be with. She remains grateful for the shit show that was Ken Adams. Whoever he was. Okay. I I don't know where to be, but uh, the first first thing I need to say. One, that's not somebody you find on OkCupid. Okay uh, sure. That's not OkCupid. Okay 2013, Cupid is, though? Yeah, I think Tinder was around in 2013. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. OkCupid okay is where your grandparents met. Well. Or your step-grandmother met. I mean. And you go on a church picnic. Lisa and Ken and OkCupid. Okay and your just your fairy tale voice. My fairy tale voice? you're like. And Lisa had never been pegged before. <laughs> yeah. And then the soft gar- guitar after. <laughs> after she walks off into the sunset. I okay. I just there's so many things, but I just want to point out like the fact that the man brings up pegging on the first date. Lisa's willing to walk into his apartment. He gives her so many outs. He's that confident that he's willing to check his mail, go get her allergy medicine, let her go get her own water, knowing there's cocaine everywhere, not worried about the box and the cats so and confident. the oil. And women are like, I don't I don't know if I should invite him over. I didn't dust my, my baseboards right. today. This man is an ex-con with cocaine and eight cats in a studio apartment. And women are like, I didn't shave my legs. Right, exactly, exactly. Like, oh, I don't know no. if he wants to go down on me. Right, right, right. <laughs> they're like, they're like, call an emergency. I didn't shave today. I haven't gotten waxed in two weeks. What should I do? Laser, and, but, yeah, but yeah. that's, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but like the confidence of Ken to be like, yeah, dude, this is me ready. I, I also would like to stick it in your butt and you stick it in my butt. And the it's like the sheer, it's, I think we shouldn't have cocaine in our cupboards, but we should all be a little bit more Ken. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. more Ken, a little less Lisa. Way less Lisa. Yeah. Way less trusting. I feel like I've been Lisa. I, I How are you alive? That is a great question, and I ask myself that a lot of times with my best friend. I, how- the way that I survived my late teens, early 20s is truly, like, I, I have been blessed. I mean... There's mystery boxes and cats everywhere. Well, the cats would have done it for me. I I, I had a one night stand with a friend once. I guess it's not a one night stand if you do it with a friend, but he had two cats and I had to leave in the middle because I was like, (gasps) Are you allergic? Yeah, super allergic. So, eight in a studio, the math on that just doesn't work. And she had to take allergy medicine. Yeah. Right? For that, she's literally, her body is literally saying, This "This, is toxic. This man is going to kill us in one way. Or yeah. another. And you should get out. And she's like, well, I I want to see this pegging out. I want to see this through. Yeah. Have you ever pegged? I've never pegged, and I totally, absolutely would. Really? I, yeah. yeah. I think I would. Well, you're from the South. I feel like this is, I, I feel like this is my take. Yeah. Probably not as publicly a thing, but privately is probably like very big in the South. Oh, very much. Yeah. 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 It's like the, um, wow. It's like how frat guys. There's something about how they're, you know they're they're big and macho, but mm-hmm. then you're like, but you but you spank each other. 
Yeah. When you, when you haze each other, you spank each other with paddles. Right. B- behind closed doors. Yeah, you're really like tapping that butt. Yeah, 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 it's a lot of that. I think guys love a little a little butt action. Yeah, more that's than they're willing very to admit. true. Yeah, and I would love to do it, and I would love to get really aggressive with it, <laughs> and you know, like I'd I'd like to, you know, I'd like to be like a, I don't know what kind of role I would take on, maybe like a cheer captain or something, and or a dance a dance, I don't know, somebody that's like get in position right now five six seven eight or something yeah you know what i've actually done that not as a cheer captain but as a dom so and you do you you get to give out commands the whole time yeah god that's wonderful it actually is incredible yeah i'm not gonna lie i mean for me it was very fun do you think you get off more on just being yeah i'm a bad bitch or Kind of. Yeah. And that's, so that's a BDSM partner that I have. So that's a very specific, yeah, sorry. Welcome to, welcome to the podcast. So that's a very specific dynamic where everything is worked out ahead of time. I know exactly what I can and cannot do and same. So then you walk into it and you get to assume this role and this character and it's very fun. And when we switch and I am dominant, he has very specific requirements. And so, yes, I'm very controlling and it has to be my way or the highway. And yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and it, so it's the two things that are hot. Yes, being in that position of power is really wild mm-hmm. and crazy and not the norm. But then also there's something amazing about seeing anybody get off. Yeah. So yeah. There's that too. Yeah. Dang. This is so interesting to me. And I also would just... I. I always wonder how people just have so much energy mm. with this. Where do you have? Where do you get the energy to really be into this? All, where does Ken have the energy? Well, I guess it might be the cocaine. Yeah, and that second lease on life. You know, and, he is constantly right. running from people who want to murder him. So there's probably that. Right, right, and maybe it's the buildup because you 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 do set up like parameters and, and yeah, like you're really planning it. It's yeah. not like spur of the moment, right? Mine. Well, it can be. It can be. Not so much for him if he wants to get pegged. Because you have to clear your the house out. You don't have to, but it's a nice thing to do. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. Everybody that I've been with has Cleared taken the house precautions. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Some so people do it different ways. Yeah. Days ahead of time. Well, not if you use an enema. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I'm learning so much. I know. I love it. Wait, do you, are you single or do you have a boyfriend? I have a boyfriend. You're going to be able to bring a lot of things back. I know. And I'm like, okay. And then the peg, when you peg, is there balls attached to it? <laughs> it's not like the back of a truck. No. <laughs> That's iconic. I mean, just the ones that I bring. Right, right, right. Okay. Do yeah. some of them have balls? No, but that's what a fun addition. Right. Why don't they have the one? It looks just it... like a harness and then there's an attachment. Right, right. Yeah. And, and they come in all shapes and sizes. Mm hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. This is wonderful. I mean, I do get the fascination with the pegging. Yeah. I don't know if I would have stuck around with all the other red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe I wouldn't go after somebody who wants to be pegged for, on OkCupid. I really can't get past that. I that's a real sticking step. point for you. Yeah. I'm just like, I guess if you're on some of the other apps that are just, they're more for that. Mm-hmm. Then you're okay with it. Then I'm okay with that. So that's like a red flag for you. Yeah, because in an OkCupid, it's like, oh, you're looking, you're looking for a yeah, you're looking for someone's aunt. Mm. You know what I mean. You're looking for a lonely aunt or auntie, and that's that. I, I that man's probably has killed a few people. <laughs> I think so. They're in the boxes. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. Do you have any? What are what are your red flags or deal breakers? I think honestly, I do. I do love some adventures. I just need somebody that's not. He doesn't. I just don't want to be mansplained all the time. Mm. I do, just because you do comedy, and then and the, you know, it's more that I think men get uh, intimidated because they find out you do comedy, and it's funny. It's like and you're like professionally funny. Yeah, and then they have they feel like then instead of going like, oh, that's really cool, tell me about it. Mm. It's like they have to go. I have to show that I. I can be at that level as well too and this is my opinion on comedy and this is my opinion on what is good and what isn't and, and I don't like know. do you know Joe Rogan <laughs> exactly do you know Joe Rogan and and then it turns into like men's explaining everything else and, I, and I'm like dude you you don't have to you don't use so much macho okay you, mm. you, it's gonna be okay your your manhood is still intact yeah because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. with somebody who's confident and funny do you get hit on after shows so that's I that's such a funny dynamic I watch as my male comedian friends than us because no usually if you do it's from a guy who comes up and tells you that he wants to try comedy and then guy, wow. and then guys I think it's just like a funny thing like no matter what they look like or what they're wearing it when they're funny on stage that you you go from a four to an eight immediately yeah and girls are just so easier just like to to fawn after them and and kind of just throw themselves at them because it's a funny guy and it's not no and other there's way also around. something so deceivingly safe about an ugly funny dude yes i mean yes. ugly funny dudes have ugh, ruined my mental health oh i get, get listen i've been there yeah 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 because it's like they don't have to it's they have a i don't i don't give that much of a shit about anything yeah. attitude in life and they're so funny but then that translates a lot to like you know how they deal with other people and they're not super accommodating that's very true so yeah. Pretty bad, pretty bad date, I would say. I think it was less a date and more of a potential murder scene. Mm. I think that that, I don't, I don't understand how she lived to tell the tale. I don't understand how that man, I, I, he, I hopefully he's in jail at this point and getting pegged by the right people. <laughs> in the shower and not people he's met on OkCupid and I I can't I can't even imagine I mean I guess there is something sexual about feeling a little dangerous about it a little risque sure but I think that the risque I lose that when I'm when there's eight cats staring at me that is that was that's my deal breaker the eight cats I know that other stuff is pretty bad but I'm like "Mm, I could probably look over it yeah yeah, I love a risque thing, but I'm like, oh, what if maybe more risque is like, um, what do they call it when you have sex out in public? An exhibitionist? Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's fun. You know, maybe go to a park, not where kids are around, but maybe That's some like one of my people. biggest fears is ending up on Megan's list or Megan's law because I've accidentally changing clothes too close to a school and I get caught. Is that what it's N- called? Not in Megan's a sexual law? way. I no, just yeah, mean yeah, like, I, I used to go from dance class when I was younger yes. and I was like, oh, God, I never want to get caught like changing naked near 200 or whatever how many feet in front of a school because then you'll end up on a sex offenders list yeah um, it's a very niche fear that's unfortunate that megan's name that's the list that her name ended up on megan karen megan karen there's a few yeah yeah i mean i feel like if you're changing into a sequin leotard they're not going to be like (laughs) you're a sex offender that's true yeah that's true maybe like more retirement home like sit next to like a pickleball court or something that's risque that's fun to me you know it's like that's fun mysterious boxes and cats and cocaine and not different so, names not so fun is just this yeah 
is is do you have anything comparable to this story in terms of mm. did you ever have like a low point that snapped you out and made you go okay I've got to make some changes I yeah. gotta bounce back yeah you know when you're in Orlando and you're 21 you know I had a th- this was only this was like a I love I it that, be- that when you're in Orlando and you're yeah. 21 period you know, moving Orlando. on <laughs> and uh, the man who had cut your hair the night before offered to pick you up to go surfing take you surfing and he picks you up in his do you remember the toast cars they look like a toaster the, the oh boxed. yes yes uh, it's it just a lime, box on wheels. Yeah, box on wheels. It was lime green. I forget that the hamsters were in them in the commercials. Do you remember? No, With, I don't. But that's wow. Yeah, and picked me up before before dawn. Is dawn sun, sunrise? Before the sun sunrise. Yeah. With a two surfboards on top of his car, and I get in the car. I'm 21. This man is well over 20 years older than me, and his friends <laughs> in the car. And I'm in the back, and and I just remember kind of being like, oh, this. This is this is the beginning of one of those stories when you're like, mm. she went to bed that night and she, we heard with her, a new we haircut. Her, yeah, with a new with great highlights, and that's when we found her body. We knew it was hers because those, those highlights, the were fresh highlights, yeah, the freshies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then so we drove. I mean, it, it ended up being we, we went surfing, and then we, you know you go to a strip club at, for lunch. What? Right on, you know the beach strip clubs during the day. Why were you in Orlando? Of her job. Okay. Living on the side of a woman's house named Terry with a uh, parrot that I shared a room with. Okay, so maybe maybe you're better at spotting these things because you're a little more familiar. Right. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And we, I remember we went like we stayed there the whole night. We went night surfing. I ended up. I went back, and then the next day we went out to lunch, and then he showed me pictures. He's like, oh, by the way, I have sex with married women. If Ooh. you ever want or need of my services, and uh, then sent, texted me a picture of himself jacking off. And that's when you were like, maybe I should go younger? Or like maybe, you know, maybe we do some group dates. Maybe <laughs> we... I don't know. He sounded like he was pretty into group dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I bring some more of my friends along. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe yeah, I bring yeah, Terry, yeah. my roommate, along. Oh, my so God. another older woman with some mental issues. So uh, th- that was my one time of being like, yeah, we're not. Not everybody's a sweet little Care Bear, Catherine. Mm. Not everybody wants to just take you on a little surf trip. No. Uh, oh, you yeah. thought it was going to be like a Nicholas Sparks right. like romantic yeah. surf rom-com moment. And yeah. then you ended up at a strip club for lunch. Yeah, but I did. The woman did. She did kind of teach me how to work the pole. It was nice. She was sweet. Yeah. It felt what it felt like was more grooming. Yeah. It was really grooming. Okay. That's looking yeah. back upon. That's. I do think there's something very creep zones about. And I have some guy friends who are in their 40s who date women in their 20s. And I'm yeah. like, are you good? My guy, are you okay? Y- it's such a self own in my book. Yeah. I go, I mean, you can put any. It's one of those things in the moment you're like, no, he's really nice. He's da, 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 this and this and this and then it's like it takes years to look back and go nah there was a little dynamic there was an age dynamic there I know that. but we're in that age dynamic where we have guy friends that are now doing it to women who are in their early 20s and it creeps me out yeah and because because you always want to go like there's no way you're enjoying the conversation well I also just want to be like why do you need to date somebody who's prefrontal cortex is not fully Correct. developed that's yeah y'all are not on the same wavelength on anything also besides- in los angeles a lot of these girls look like they're in their 30s because oh, filler they- ages you oh does it really mm-hmm. yeah be careful be yet. careful with that yeah same uh, same yeah don't plan on it yeah but but i will botox for the rest of my life you will find me with fresh sure. highlights and botox <laughs> at, at my end of time just not not that orlando 
no, 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 no. We've yeah. moved on. Yeah. Though that was my moment. Though, like when I was younger, I was like hanging out with these older guys because they were taking me out. But I had to realize, oh, this is fun and all. But I guess I I had to learn the line of fun and adventure and being in your young twenties and having fun. But there's a fine line between that and somebody taking advantage of yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I learned. I mean, but I had some fun. Well, I mean, yeah, you clearly learned you're in a relationship. Yeah. Now it's jealous. I mean, now it's all I mean, it's fun and stuff now, but it's, you know, it's sometimes you just see you clock in, you do your your three positions, you clock out and that's a Tuesday business meeting. <laughs> sometimes that's what it is in a relationship. <laughs> a lot of do you guys have to FaceTime a lot? Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oof. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah. But then that's when you go on the vacations where he comes with you to Boston and stuff. And that, and then, you know. Then it's fun. Yeah, yeah. And then you spice it up. I think I could do that. I mean, the idea of a long-distance boyfriend sounds dope. It is. Well. Actually, I've gotten cheated on, like, almost every time I've ever done long-distance. So yeah. I, it's no longer a thing I can do. But I do like the idea of not seeing my boyfriend all the time. The um Definitely the, what is it, the saying? Fondness makes the heart grow. F- no, absence. <laughs> absence. You get it. I get it. We Absence get it. Absence makes the heart grow fonder yes. is very apt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it makes like everything special. It, you know, you don't like you fall into mundane. That's cool. Yeah. It is nice. But you very much have to be with somebody that is confident. you can trust. Yeah. And co- yeah. Yeah. And like you have to talk more than you probably would if you were living together and saw each other every day. Mm. Do you, you meet know, on OkCupid? On, oh, yes, on OkCupid. We send each other <laughs> OkCupid DMs. Oh, that's so cute. And we go, hey, little lady. You get charged 69 cents a DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, little lady. Uh, yeah, I'm at my uh, granddaughter's b- ballet recital. But yeah, it is fun. It is a little bit of like, oh, you go out and then when you see each other, it's special. That's cool. I love that. But yeah, but the but it, I do trust him a lot. If that's, there was yeah. trust issues, it would be... Brutal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mentioned it on. I got a podcast about it. I know. I know. So what? What's the worst time you've been cheated on? The one that like the catalyst for the podcast was. In my stories, I mean, then I started interviewing people with you know their own stories, and they're insane. And I'm like, oh, my story was pretty vanilla. Mm. But it was just well, f- the biggest red flag is that he was a comic. I would like to say that. Mm. I would like to say a red flag is is a comic a comedian. Yeah. yeah, a male comedian. He it's so hard because I love the way comics brains work, but I would agree with you. Comedy is a red flag. I mean, I'm saying it from me or anybody to be a comedian. He takes a very you have to have a little bit of a narcissistic. You have to have a bit of a narcissistic brain. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people who are really good at it are good at it because they are super into you know people's energies and feelings and and like to pe- people please and entertain people but like that can be difficult in a monogamous relation yeah i'm also like have you ever gotten rejected asking someone else okay asking someone else like imagine that times a million and that's what bombing on stage is like oh yeah 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 your your ego is constantly skyrocketed and then plummeting every day right. yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. and also just the atmosphere you're you're in nightclubs all the time yeah drinking and around people who are one in infatuated yeah yes for sure with you. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's a little uh and just the personalities truly that are drawn to it like from the get go are just the guy I dated was you know very much just loved any woman who loved him 
mm. and and wanted to take them to lunch to mentor them. <gasps> mm. oh, Loved to no. mentor that vibe. Girl. Yes, that's a scuzzy yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah. So that became your boyfriend. That was my boyfriend for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, and people say it's not healthy to go through phones, but. You know, I would say sometimes you go through a phone and you catch your boyfriend cheating and then it starts a podcast about it. So or, or your Beyonce and you have lemonade, you know, like there's a lot of art that come come out of catching somebody and infidelity. So I'm always like, I mean, a nice little phone scroll through while the boy. Do you know your shower. current boyfriend's password? Absolutely. Yeah. But now his is boring. It's not even fun. to go Sure. Through. Sure. I, sure, I, sure, I get sure. mad. I go through and I don't find anything. And I You're go like, make it mean, spicy. Yeah. I'm like something. Something. Something here or there. Yeah. I, I've gone through his work emails. You know, everything just to really... I've never done that. I go back and forth. Everybody's like, it's not a healthy thing to do. And I agree. But this is my thing is I'm like, I think it's just fun to know who they are and what they talk about, like with their friends. See, that would be scary for me. The group chat. That's yeah. A, that's a very dangerous place for a man. Yeah. It's a very dangerous place. They're a different person. His ego will be <laughs> destroyed and in 0.3 seconds i feel like there's there's nothing more ruthless than a female group chat absolutely oh yeah i know oh we're we're making fun of your, your everything body your, everything your hairline everything right yeah. right your <laughs> the job. way you say the word wednesday right. you know what i mean the way you breathe yeah yeah the noises that you make when you're just sitting there yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm single, but uh, in theory, the person that I love, I like, I love them deeply, but I would still be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Feed gonna, them to the wolves. Right, right. I'm going to record you while you're snoring yeah. at night, and I'm going to send that to my <laughs> friends, and we're going to diagnose you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we've determined you have two years to live. Yeah, <laughs> and we need to get you sleep apnea. <laughs> right, right, right. There's a demon inside of you, and oh we need an God. exorcism. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's a great idea. That's a yeah. great idea. So, wait. This is... Is very specific. Do you have a hairbrush tattooed on your inner thigh? Yeah, I okay. sure do. Okay. This is really gross. Do you want me to tell you why? Yeah. It's very sentimental but disgusting. Sure. Okay. I, I apologize in advance for this. So my mom died and then <laughs> uh I know you like how this starts. Love this. Uh, Thank my, you. Yeah. It's a tribute to my mother. So I in college, my mom was a nurse and but she was from the south mm -hmm. and she so she had a very like kind of country southern way uh, sure. of asking you nurse questions. Hilarious. When I was in college and I called her one day and I was like mom my crotch is burning and melting and I didn't know and she was trying to f I told you I told you this is gross I'm no I'm loving where this is going and she was trying to figure out if it was a UTI or a yeast infection and I can't remember one of them itches and one of them doesn't I can't remember I think yeah okay yeast infection itches UTI is the itch right I believe so my mom goes southern woman nurse she goes do you want to take a round hairbrush up there and I go that sounds amazing is that healthy? Can I do that? I would like to do that right now. And she goes, yeast infection. <laughs> and she goes, to itch it. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And uh, and she goes, okay, go to the store and get this blah, 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 blah. Set. And long story short, I and the way I got uh, pulled over and the cop came up to my door and he was like, you know, like, what's going on? I started crying. I was like, I have a yeast infection. I just want to take a round brush up there. I was crying to him and he was like, <laughs> he's like, all right, just get, just put your seatbelt on. Get going. He was like, a round brush? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to let this girl go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so and then like later on I, I wrote the short with my friend and we filmed it and I put that bit in there 
about taking a round brush up there and it like went into all these festivals and got all these awards that's amazing so it's a tribute to my mother and oh so God, I'm on I'm the so beach glad I asked. yeah I go to the beach it looks I mean it's like a shaft with like little lines so people think it's a vibrator with motion lines so it'll be like dudes will come up to me like is that a vibrator and then I tell them that story and they slowly walk away <laughs> that's so good that's so good I love it what a dope tribute to your wall right it's really disgusting it's great yeah it's a tribute to the one time I got a yeast infection yeah baby <laughs> it was my first time I'm sorry yeah my only time you're right yeah my first and only right <clears throat> yeah right oh, I love man. when I when I tell some people that and they go yeah when I say the the round brush part and they go yeah I get it yeah I get it that makes sense mm-hmm. mm. so serious mm-hmm. yeah Love it. I put a disclaimer up there. No, I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. What are your thoughts on men with bad bathrooms? I I can't be too harsh. I'm not the cleanest person. <gasps> I'm I so I I slightly get it. Wow. Yeah. I grew up with just brothers and I wasn't some I was like a creek girl. I, I was Oh, that's right. You do have a very funny bit about getting cummed yeah, on by a fish. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? As long as it's not I mean, okay, I don't mind the only thing I don't like is a bunch of hair. Mm. I don't like hair is gross. Hair Although if you are a girl, leave that hair because I want to find that. Right. Hair. You are a female. Yes. And yeah, please. yeah, you always pluck one one follicle out per room that you fall into. Yeah. Yeah. I need to know. Right. If I need to look at a hairbrush, I like look to see if there's other colors. That's a little how I'm crazy. I've never looked through Sorry. emails or or phones or anything. Yeah. I think because I would drive myself crazy. I went through a phase where I was like Snoopy mix Snoopersed in on, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And now I can't do that. It just destroys my mental health. Yeah, but, I get it. But I will pay attention to like the rooms that I'm in. That's very smart. I see that there's certain products that don't belong there. Right. Or you open up a sock drawer or a t-shirt drawer or something and there's like there's an article of clothing that that person doesn't didn't. own. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I'm it. super, super sensitive to patterns. Like, what do you mean? Well, I have a crazy, almost beautiful mind thing with license plates. I can be driving and I can spot all the license plates that are custom. It's freakish. But anyway, that's an example of I'm very sensitive to patterns. So say we're dating. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. It's um, an honor. <laughs> it, it would be an honor, actually. Yeah. I'll notice the second there's a break in pattern energy-wise. And then I'll know, oh, shit, something's up. So I have known when things are wrong. I've just been kind of heavily gaslit about it. Mm -hmm. Or I'll say something to my best friend. I'll just say, oh, it's over. And she's like, why? What happened? I'm like, I just felt it. It was just the way the tone of his voice was different. Or just something is out of, that's a break in pattern. Right. And it's the beginning of the end, always. Well, do do you start the beginning of the end or do you let them? I let faci- them play it out. Oh, wow. Well, it depends. If we're early on in dating, I'll call it out. I'll just say, hey, I've noticed there's like a vibe shift or there's an energy shift. I just I just want to make sure we're still on the same page. And they'll go, well, mm-hmm. now that you bring it up, yeah. this, this, and this. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And damn. then you politely take the L. Wow. And then you just say, you know what? I, I feel you on that. And I think that you are such an awesome person and you deserve to be happy. And I hope that we can be friends. And then you hang up and you go cry. And then you resolve to make yourself <laughs> that much and better. And you get on OkCupid. Okay and then you get on OkCupid okay and you meet Ken Adams. Yeah. And you whip that strap on out with your allergy meds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. I'm going to peg out this sadness. 
<laughs> I'm going to thrust out the sadness. I get that. I'm still okay. That's the thing though. Like I'm not I'm not great at t- paying attention to details. Mm. I'm pretty sure the guy that I was dating that cheated on me, he's probably cheating on me for all 3 years. Really? And you just never noticed. I'm very trusting and people pleasing. So that kind of things I I won't I'll just go. I would rather like turn off my brain and just go, "Well, all right. If it, you didn't be a little feel it in your body at all?" No. Wow. No, I'm not in tune like that. So what happened when you did find out? Did you lose your mind? Uh huh. Oh yeah, absolutely. I softballed his no major league baseballed his phone into his body and because he was sleeping on me, he was taking a nap on the couch. Mm. And was like, "Who's Elizabeth?" I don't remember my last name anymore. And because I was going through their messages, and mm-hmm. she's like, "I usually don't invite one night stands over for Thanksgiving dinner, but I was like, huh?" <gasps> and I went back through it. Wait, read. did he really invite a one night stand to your she, Thanksgiving? She she had invited him. Oh, yeah. Because wow. I went home for my family, and he didn't come. I am very trusting. I don't pay attention to. I don't. I don't know why. I. I think that's my only way of being able to know is going through phones and stuff because I don't. I won't mm. pick up on people like pulling away or. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, but I think that's because I'm really into my own world. <laughs> Look, that that's that. There are pros and cons to that. Just like yeah. you said, that's kind of amazing. I feel like I'm so sensitive that it is. It's painful a lot of times. Yeah. I have to do a lot of self soothing. But you're probably really good at, like, you're really considerate of people, right? Like, do, do I you can like, give, be. Do you give gifts and stuff no. and, like, celebrate people? My sister does that. I kind of, I get given a lot of gifts, which is weird because it's not my love, love language. Yeah. Although I kind of think that we tend to get love languages that aren't our love language. Yeah. Well, it's other people's love language, right? Yeah. Those, they, 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 you give off your, what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't really know. I mean, I'm all of them. I, I think a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, who's really going to be like, no, I hate gifts. But I do feel like guys are always physical touch, words of affirmation. Yeah. I'm like, can, like let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> guys are physical. No, they really want to beat around the bush. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's all they want to do. I'm like, every guy is physical. And then every woman's like, yeah, I'm physical, but I want to have an emotional connection and I want to see that you care. And I want time spent and I want you to exactly. brush my hair and tell me I'm pretty and also hold me and make me dinner and then, right. you know, get me flowers. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's all, all that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to hate when you compliment me. I'm not going to hate when you're like, let's hang out. I'm not going to hate if you get me stuff I had a boyfriend that never complimented me he was so in love with me and I realized only after the fact I was like why am I so insecure and I was like oh that's crazy this guy didn't tell me I was pretty for two years did you ever say like what do you think about what do you think about me today you know what I was kind of too ashamed I know. Did you look at his parents and see how they operate? Mm-hmm. That's why I really didn't want to be with him. Because they were probably a little closed off. It just wasn't. They just weren't. I didn't want to spend holidays with them. Damn. Yeah. But it was, it was a, it's weird because I would totally say something now. But at the time, it's so embarrassing to have to ask for compliments. It's so embarrassing to be like, can you tell me I'm pretty or can you tell me I'm attractive? Yeah. Also, you're a pretty girl. I'm sure you grew up your whole life with people telling you that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I mean, not the hottest girl in the room, but I'm fine. That's what my uncle would tell me. I'm the hottest girl in the room. Not the hottest girl in the room? I'm the hottest girl. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> kidding. Oh, my God. Yeah. You want to be like, hey, did you notice... Did you notice? Did you notice that ass? Yeah, like, hey, 
<laughs> do you so you want to fuck me but i'm not i'm not pretty to you right 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 yeah 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 it's yeah so because, i don't know they're so it was so embarrassing to to feel that way because then if because then you go we will you say it to me and then afterwards it'll be like you're so pretty and then you oh that doesn't feel right it doesn't, it doesn't even, even feel, feel good genuine. i wanted you to i wanted you to come up with it and say it on your own yeah, like, yeah i don't, yeah. don't want to have to ask you yeah yeah so when you leave little messages you write down the mirror <laughs> You know, like write it in the fog or something. Like he sees it in the shower. Like it, it steams back up, and it tell says, me like, I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah. Little secret messages here and there. That's when you need you need to have the inside friend to help. Right. Yeah. Right. You start playing like on the Sonos. You are beautiful <laughs> every single way. You know what I mean? You just do like sub subliminal messages here and there. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what happened when you didn't get proposed to? Oh, was this the fish story? Yeah. I mean... Did he ever propose? No, he's not proposed yet. I, oh, you know, he's still in the picture. Yes, this is him. Oh, yeah, this is the he's boyfriend. Great. Yeah, he's great. No, he's Sir? awesome. He, um... But, now, I mean, this is truly... I mean, it's it's a great problem to have, but, like, my career has taken off. And so okay. now... We love to see I a girl know, boss winning. Right? <laughs> I don't hate it. But, like, so now we're kind of in that... Well, we're both in that transition period where I'm part-time paying rent in L.A. and Atlanta, and he, he's figuring out, like, do you want to move out here? And also, in the past six months, my career's taken off, so I'm on the road way much more than I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving him the space to be like, okay, this is the new life. You, you know, still want to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. If I want you here, but if not, do you I mean get it. that? That that I wanted him there? Well, no. Like, do you giving him that space to decide? But you want him to say yes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. I just don't. I think in my head, I know how hard it is. Mm. Like, I'm, you know, like, I'm the one on the road. I go see different people and have different experiences. It's fun for me. I think it does suck for the person who's kind of left at home, per se. Sure. Because they're not getting to experience and have all the fun. So I'm kind of like, I don't I don't want to jump into something. And then two years down the road, he goes, this actually sucks. This doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I want to let you get used to this and decide if this is a thing. Because I don't, I don't want anybody to resent that's true yeah 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 and also if you have kids i don't know if you even want kids or if that's even a thing but you'll still be traveling and oh very much and you'll still need a a stay-at-home dad right yeah Yeah. i mean that's very much a lot of it too this is always gonna be my life i'm always gonna be obsessed with this if i want kids now i have to work my ass off until i get to a point in my career where I can pull back a minute and have kids and it not hurt my career mm-hmm. so much. So I also need somebody that knows that and is willing to let me go full throttle for a while before the kids. The dynamic with your mom and dad, was your dad the breadwinner or were they equal or was your mom more? I'm just asking because my dad, I come from kind of a traditional household. Yeah. And so it's very hard for me I'm very career driven, but I'm also really attracted to men who are super career driven, which has been very hard for me. Yeah, because it's because you kind of need I hate this analogy, but somebody once said there can only be one star in the relationship. Yeah. Do you want it to be you or them? And it's like, well, I want it to be me, but I tend to be attracted to stars. Right, right, right. No, that I, makes I sense. don't mean celebrities. I mean, yeah, no, this is like, a metaphor, kids. Right, right, right. Or yeah. like you're, you're the head soccer players dating the head football or quarterback or something. You right, know what I mean, right, like you're right, both right, like right. doing, yeah. you're excelling in your whatever fields. I mean, they both were worked. I think maybe my dad did probably make more, but they both worked full time. Mm. So, and you know, both loved working. Both were super passionate. That's about cool. Their so you did have that as a model. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. And my, my mom always said to me, too, because I would they did work all the time. And, you know, she'd go over to, I mean, this is probably messed up of more my mom to say, but I think it did kind of shape me a little bit where I'd go over to friends' houses that did have stay-at-home moms. And, you know, and she'd be like, well, you know, I I don't have to ask my husband for money. I don't have to get permission That's so to real. spend money on this and this and this. And, you know, we get to go here and here and here because I decided that I wanted to take my family here for this, this, and this. And it might have been a little bit, I don't know if it's like how mothers would phrase it now to their daughters. Sure, sure. But it was like, I always loved that about my mom. Being like, oh, I want to be like that. I want to, I want to have my own security. Mm-hmm. And my, I want to have my own, like, do what I want based off of what I've earned. So... One, I have a girlfriend who's a a total CEO boss and she is the same way. And she's like, I think my marriage is very successful because I have my own money and the the power dynamic, I'm not subservient to him in any way at, at all. But so my parents... I'll just leave the jobs out. But my dad didn't have a salary cap and my mom did. And so when my mom decided to stop and have my sister and I, my dad paid her. Yeah. So I come from a very different type of upbringing. What? Yeah, my mom always had money. My dad realized that being a mom, keeping a house, that's worth something. Yeah. And she should have her own money. Yeah. So my mom always had freedom. Wow. She could always leave my dad because she was also making her own money. And so there's a respect there. So it's a very, it's interesting. I also see that as my dad was the breadwinner, but my mom was never lesson and also had those conversations where she was like, oh, well, if your dad won't do it, I'll do it because I can pay for it. Right. Well, I mean, but that's so he's like, oh, this is your job and your job is aiding my life. So 100 percent. Wow. That is so interesting. But it wasn't like they just had a joint bank account. No, my mom has a separate bank account. Wow. With her own separate money. That is so interesting. And then they have their joint bank account. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I it makes sense because it's also like I think people don't realize people just assume oh that 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 mom or whatever like we just assume it's usually the mom that quits her job to take after take care of the kids that's what she wanted to do but she's also sacrificing you know having a job and freedom and whatnot else da 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 so you do kind of think I I appreciate your dad or somebody looking at that and being like well then you should not I don't know if reward is the right word but you you deserve compensated for the sacrifices that you're making totally because it's not like you can just take five six ten years off and then jump back into the workplace exactly where you were yeah yeah that is now the trajectory of your life right is to kind of be like the mom and the and the home take care take care take you get it (laughs) homemaker homemaker that's what i said caretaker caretaker yeah that's very interesting Mm -hmm. yeah and i love i did they come up that with that together i have no idea because i was too little to, to put my two cents in but i'm like that's A plus awesome. guys, I'm into it. Yeah. I dig that. I do too. It's yeah. it's my my parents were very forward thinking and my dad mm-hmm. is pretty I hate to use this word, but woke. Wow. Yeah. Where yeah. did you grow up? Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. that's well, left turn. Let's yeah. talk kinks and fetishes. Right. Wonderful. We're done talking about our parents. We're done talking to our parents. Let's hard segue yeah. into kinks and fetishes. Please. You got any? I would say yeah. I think mine is only I'm not I'm pretty fucking vanilla. It's sad. But I Why will is that say, sad? I think yeah, you're right. It doesn't need to be no. sad. Look, we all have our things, and yeah. I think the more we talk about it, the less stigmatized it gets. But this idea that vanilla is bad, um, I'm sorry, but vanilla is a staple flavor for a reason. You're right. You're right. 
it really is. I'm like, I kind of just go, um, as long as it's consistent. Mm. And I kind of just like to get to a place where we get each other and you get your moves. You know what I like. You know what I like. And sometimes we do a little exhibition somewhere and spice it Got up it. a little bit. But I don't, I, for me, making sex a deal and adding props and whatnot else and everything else, to me, just, I'm like, oh, it's, so, it's another, like, stress. <laughs> You're a stand-up. Your whole life is a show. I yeah, I'm like. So maybe sex this... doesn't need to be a show. Yeah, that's very much for me. I'm just like I don't. I have this show I'm pitching, and I have this thing I'm writing, and I want to write this new hour, and I have this and this and this. I would just love sex to be great, and we do it, and it doesn't have to be. <laughs> this is so weird for me to admit. But like, <laughs> I'm like I do I I because I see my friends who are really into stuff, and they like it, and da da da, and they research it, and they're like, okay, we have this. Whole... Now I'm gonna get tied up, and right, like, yeah. right. And I'm like that, I go, where's the energy for that? Where do you get that? And I go, I think I just spend that energy elsewhere. And I love having really good, consistent, vanilla, agreed upon, fun sex. I love that. And your little sprinkles is the exhibition. Yes. Yeah. We have, you have a little trip about it. You have fun. But like, yeah, to make it a, to make it a big to do to me is like, it's, it's sometimes every now and then it's very fun. But I think because I'm, I, it might be an age thing where I'm like, I was also, my, it could be a Southern thing. It, yeah, maybe it's a Southern thing. But I have friends in Southern who are just like so into it mm. and have to do light shows and there's fog. Light shows. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> well. And I go, why am I not like that? But that's I, amazing. <laughs> well, I don't know because you're not an EDM DJ. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, DJing is like my favorite euphemism for masturbation. Just a little. It is <laughs> true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You can do one finger, two fingers, or three. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I don't Hopefully somebody gets some comfort in somebody else admitting that. <laughs> That's why I ask. Yeah. Because you would be surprised. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, missionary is my favorite position. Or, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. And I like to have different opinions because I'm kind of freaky. Yeah. So I like to talk to people who aren't because I don't want to be the person that's always on here being like, yeah, spit in my face and pull my hair. Because that's that's also going to change. I, I do think that too. I think it's all like phases in your life. I yes. think I think I do fully expect like the older, I feel like in my late 30s, I, I have a lot of friends in the late 30s and they're very, they're real kinky now. Wild. You know, yeah, and I'm like, I think that's a, th- I think that's a, a body shift, a hormone shift, Ooh. and I'm fully expecting I'll, I'll get there. Love that. Yeah, I'll have to have you come back. And yes, please. When this podcast is still going on eight years later, please, please. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm all, I'm, di- I'm like, I have, I have four more round brush tattoos. These have nothing to do with my mom, <laughs> and they're just strategically placed around your butt. Yes, yes, <laughs> guys, I'm different. I'm different. <laughs> okay these are my speed round questions i ask everyone great what is your favorite killer move like a move that you make that always works oh killer move i do oh well i'm just gonna make fun of you i'm gonna make i'm just gonna beat you down roast (laughs) them yeah i'm gonna roast you i love (laughs) it wait roast me Oh no, I'm not. Oh no, I can't. You're you're gorgeous. I mean, I I just I never thought Michelle Tanner was gonna grow up to be such a freak. <laughs> that wasn't even a roast. <laughs> Whatever. You're adorable. 
That's also everybody's nightmare. That was the worst. The what I did to you is the worst thing. D- uh, what to ask me? Oh, roast me. Worst thing ever. It's more guys. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. to roast a, like a guy. For sure. a, a, a very um, a guy with an ego is very easy oh, to the roast. Best. The yes. best. What is a killer date? Your ideal date in an RV camping in the desert. Wow. Date killer. Something just absolutely is going to ruin a date for you. Uh, a man who explains comedy to me. Fair. Fair. One thing that you're trying to work on that when you feel pushed up against a wall or something in a relationship, the way you lash out, something you want to change. I'm trying to remember the the part I'm taking in every conflict. Mm. Recognize my my contributions. I'm very much like a, when I do have my daggers digged into somebody, I will cut very deep and and go right to the bone. Yeah, you're like a pit bull. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jaw and I get real, yeah, real mean. And I have to remember that I'm a little bit of a messed up person too. And I, I and that you love the try. person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. Protection. What's one thing in your self love practice? I love. Uh, before I go to bed every night, I say five things I'm grateful for for mm. myself, and then three things that goals I'm ready to work on. And I give I give very specifics, like this is the numbers, this is the date I want it by, these are stuff like that. I love that. That's mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, but it, gratitude thing is is like the number one thing. Yeah, I, I always like when I when I journal three pages like nonstop the morning pages things. Artist way. La- yeah, 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 yeah. The last page is usually always just things I'm grateful for. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And the last question I ask everybody: killer dating advice. What's the best dating advice or love advice that you've ever been given? It will usually come to you when you stop looking or caring so much Girl, you stop forcing it i have stopped and i have stopped caring <laughs> i don't know where the fuck he is it's gonna happen it's gonna literally have the, the guy i'm dating now i was like was like i'm single i want to i want to go out i want to be freaky i want to do this da, 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 da. and i'm i i'm hosting my own show i was doing a brewery show at the time right and i'm on stage and this guy comes in somebody took his seat and he leaned against the wall and turned out all the lights and i was pissed and i like roasted him and made him sit front row and then afterwards he asked me out on a date and my friend said you should go on that date because you should practice going on dates because you're really awkward and bad at it and that's who I'm with now so I think it's when it's when you really just go fuck it fuck it and it scares and me happen. I don't know that I have more fuck it left but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna double down I guess <laughs> but are you going on dates and stuff are you like oh yeah yeah see I'm like I'm like, what if you shut that down for a minute? I've done it. I've really? done it all. Yeah. I'm like a human science experiment. Damn. I know. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> have you tried Utah? <laughs> <laughs> My personality is not going to vibe over there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. <laughs> you are amazing. Thank you. You are And too. hilarious. And Thank if you. people want more of you, how do they find you, see you? consensually stalk you please please slide in my dms love a dm electronic love letter uh instagram all the other ones are it's at it's katherine blanford k-a-t-h-e-r-i-n-e i'll be linking below in the show notes cool and um yeah you're on tour all over the country Everywhere. at various times this year right yep it's amazing yeah thank you so much thank you Woo-hoo. <laughs> we did it <laughs> that was great sorry i'm like Hey 
Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope you liked that episode. And if you did like that episode, please consider sharing it with a friend, liking, subscribing, or writing a review. I really read them all and they mean a lot to me. And as a fully independent creator, those three little things help me in very big ways. But if you don't want to do any of them, I still appreciate you. (laughs) Thanks again for listening and see you next Tuesday.